Welcome to Writer Syndrome, a podcast about writing from start to finish. This episode's topic, Writer's Block. I almost said Writer Syndrome. That's the title of the, the podcast, but Writer's Block. I'm Russ Capasso, and joining me as always is Tim Letney. Tim, how are you? It's been a while. <laughs> I'm good. Russ, on a scale of 1 to 10, how mm. blocked are you right now? I am, uh, wait, 10 being extremely blocked or 10 being not blocked? <laughs> you, sound, you already sound blocked. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually not blocked at all. Uh, nice. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. I was lazy today, not blocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different. <laughs> yeah, it's different. I was lazy today, not blocked. Uh, I think most of the times my writer's block is more attributed to laziness and procrastination than it is actually being stuck at writing. Which I think are different things, right? Writer's block yes. is not, at least to me, and I always think of writer's block as like you're making the time, you're sitting down, yeah. and nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's not like you've got conflicting priorities. Nope. It's that like you've made time for yourself and you're just not producing in yeah. a way that you want to be. Blank page, blank brain. Have you experienced writer's block? I, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking about this. No moments that I can think of while I was working on hosts that stood out to me, to be honest. And again, most of the times it was, if I wasn't writing, it was because I was, it, it was more of procrastination or I got distracted. It wasn't yeah. necessarily that I sat down and didn't know what to write definitely moments there definitely were moments that that happened but not to the point where it was like oh man i can't finish this uh, and it was like two months of not being able to do anything and then i gave up uh no and then if there was any moment where i sat down and i couldn't think of something or i was like a little hung up you know, i had some things i would do to kind of break through that i would say the biggest thing it was i think i ran into more of like word count fluctuation like i'd still write something but i wouldn't get to mm. my goal because maybe i'd get to a point where i was like oh, i think i'm stuck I'm going to stop here and then move on, you know, take a break from it. So I think that was like more, that's how my writer's block kind of manifests itself. I could still get something done, but not, you know, everything that I wanted yeah. to. So I feel like with my current piece, I don't think I hit any significant writer's block. I think mm -hmm. I ran out of gas a lot of the time. Mostly what was getting me is conflicting priorities, right? That's what's pulling me away. Yeah. And I was kind of, as for prep for this episode, I was thinking like, well, when in my life have I experienced it? Because I have, yeah. you know, whether it was like writing a paper for school or my grad degree. And, and definitely the first time that I had tried to write a book in my 20s, I'd hit it. And then I was thinking, why didn't I write for a decade? <laughs> and was that writer's block? <laughs> yeah. And I think if it wasn't, it at least shares a lot of things, like a lot of the core reasons why writer's block exists, which are kind of like anxiety and fear, this kind of fear. Right? Yeah, self doubt. I mean, we've, we've covered that in the episodes, right? You just kind of this self doubt of like, what is this? What am I? Why am I doing this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously the brain's more complex than I know. But my, my gut feeling is that when you are scared, you're tapping into a different part of your brain. It's like yeah. your limbic system or something. You know, it's like your your fear center. And you're like hijacked. You literally can't create if you're mm -hmm. worrying, I don't think. And I, in a way, I like thinking about it as a biological thing because it, I, I feel like if you can name it, if you mm. can kind of point to it and feel like, oh, I, I've been hijacked. Like fear has hacked my brain. Yeah. And now I can't produce because... I've been tricked. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting <It's>, here worrying. <laughs> you know, that's funny you say that because maybe I did have writer's block today. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> maybe it wasn't laziness. Maybe it was just, you know, writer's block because I did sit down and I was like, uh, I, had, I had three tasks I wanted to get done. I should be able to do this. No problem. And there was some background anxiety I had going on. And it wasn't even about yeah. writing. It wasn't, it was, there was no, nothing about writing like that. It was just other life stuff, right? And I think that's actually what like 
made me lazy and procrastinate today. Did you uh, did you look up anything like where where did the writer's block come from? You know, I, I looked a little bit. Like obviously, <laughs> it's very like it's part of the human condition for as long as there's been people writing. Yeah, um, it wasn't coined until like the 40s by like psychoanalysts, and I love their read. So yeah, in 1947, writer's block was coined and first described by an Austrian psychoanalyst. <laughs> and he said it was caused by oral masochism, mothers that bottle fed, and an unstable private love life. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I do personally think that it's caused by fear. I think that's the big ticket item here is like ways yeah. that you can mitigate your anxiety. Mm -hmm. And when I felt it, it really is like there's times, right, where we talk about it all the time on the cast where you hit these hurdles, this worry you know, you're not good enough. You know, you're not original enough. You know, who is this yeah. for type of thing? Yep. And um, I think once that swirling doubt gets big enough, it really mutes you. I think there's this fear of failure and yeah. it, it leads to writer's block. And anyway, you get low down, go down a path of like kind of getting this lazy procrastination thing going on too. It's like, oh, well, you know what? I'll get out of it tomorrow or I'll deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Or but you're, worse, you're right? still, Yeah. The dark Think side. About the, the story, the, well, the stories you tell yourself where it's like, I'm blocked. Yeah. You know, and not to sound like too meditative, but the words we use to describe ourselves are a form of storytelling. Like, you know, I'm anger. Like, I'm not like, I'm angry. Um, yeah. I'm upset. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm hungry or like it feels so permanent as opposed to impermanent. So you're like, oh, I'm blocked or like, I can't write or like, whatever. I'm so lame. Yeah. And around like, Meditation practices, which I do think if you are into mindfulness and meditation could be a beneficial tool for getting past block. There's this idea of, you know, you are not. It's just that there is. So like if you're going to say I am angry or, you know, you'd say there is anger, you know, mm. it making it more of like this transient thing that will pass. It's impermanent. Yeah, yeah. So like and I'll tell you, there's times like when I first started getting into this is going to sound like a little earthy crunchy, but like yoga mm -hmm. and a little bit of meditation. It was some of the most creative moments I'd ever had right after those experiences because I stopped worrying. I yeah. let go of work. I let go of kind of familial obligations. And my brain was just completely opened up to like creativity again. And in this kind of almost childlike way yeah. where like the layers of my adult life weren't weighing me down and responsibilities yeah. i wasn't wearing it like a suit you know i felt very just creative and free so yeah. anything you can do to kind of get into that rhythm that flow state i i think will if you're experiencing writer's block it will help quell that a little bit are the things that you do when you when you hit writer's block specifically like if you're like i just... drink <laughs> <laughs> i've tried that it doesn't work it doesn't no, help. it doesn't work at all it doesn't work at all <laughs> Um, I'll say when I have been blocked lately, the things that have helped me, it sounds ridiculous, right? But like mm. standing up and like walking my dog, mm -hmm. uh, going for a run, you know, anything that kind of gets me away. And I was looking, you know, to prep for this, um, for this cast a little bit, you know, what suggestions were by, you know, psychoanalysts and professors and, you know, scientists about writer's block yeah. and so much of it and not to dismiss it i think it's you know important research that's been done but so much of it was like do a journal you know uh, imitate other authors make a mind map um do meditation all super valuable things yep. yeah but they were all insular singular things and i think one important tool to get out of writer's block 
is talking to somebody, family, friend, anybody, having yeah. some kind of community. Yep. Because I think as writers, we're isolated anyway. And there's this like, I could do it myself. I'm going to do it all. Yeah. And sometimes you need a, a hand, whether that be a therapist, a friend, or had had this podcast even started. It was, you know, it was like yeah, our, totally. our, Monday, our Monday night chats we did weekly and it was that was so helpful. Like there was times like I think I hit points where I was, eh, I was kind of stuck, you know, here and there. And I know you were definitely stuck at some points too. And we were just like sit there and chat through and like, ah, okay, light bulb. Let me write a bunch of notes down the next day. It was like refresher and we like got back into it. So yeah, hundred percent agree. Like having someone you can just chat with, having that even that one person, you know, just to connect with. So I have, I had three specific things. If I was ever hung up on something or if I do get hung up on anything, there's, I had three things I was doing. One, going for a walk. Like you just say, go like taking a dog out, like going for a walk helps so much. Just even like have that one nugget of a thought or where, wherever I was stuck on in my brain, go for the walk and just kind of ruminate on it for it for a bit. It would, something would pop or just to clear the brain entirely and come back fresh was totally. super helpful. Um, listening to music. That's why I like, I love having a playlist for all anytime I'm writing something. So it's like having that helps just playing in the background. So I think that's also why I never really ran into like a really hard writer's block moment and reading. Honestly, like if I got stuck, start reading whatever book I'm reading, just like read a chapter or two and kind of gets me excited and get, get right back into it. So reading's interesting, right? Yeah. For me, because I, I completely vibe with the walk and I vibe with the music, both things. You talk about the walk, like there's sometimes I'm, I'll be like ruminating on a problem, yeah. whether I mean to or not, my brain will just kind of start making connections and I'll like come back kind of refreshed with a solution. Music sometimes will completely inspire me. I'll be driving yeah. the car. I'm like, oh my God, I got to go home and write, you know, yeah. the song hit, it sparked <laughs> yep. my brain. <laughs> What's interesting about reading for me is that I think you're right. It can completely, you know, help inspire and break writer's block i know but what for me say. personally <laughs> you can cause say. it too like i can't tell you how many times i've gone for a run or you know listened to an audiobook you know read a book yeah and contacted you and been like oh shit russ like this book <laughs> is just like my book you know this character is just like <laughs> my character and then i i get scared that it taps into once again that like amygdala fear of yeah. shit i'm not good enough <laughs> or if I was good enough, I missed my chance because it already exists and yeah. there's no place for me in this, this world of books, Yeah, yeah. you know, which I know is a lie. Cause you know, no one has your voice, you know, your, your view of, of, you know, these same things that maybe other people have gone through. It's still your voice. Let, so let's hope that's not for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reads books like you write Tim. <laughs> but you hear it, that self-doubt, it creeps in. Right. And um, yeah. I think acknowledging it. And like using one of the many tools, right? I don't think there's a catch-all solution. Um, I think there's a myriad of things like you suggested, you know, little little tools to chip away at it and not being too hard on yourself, dude. Yeah, I agree. Don't be, yeah, definitely because like that will just perpetuate, um, you know, the writer's block into the next day and the following day and whatnot. Um, yeah, there's some other things I came across too. Exercise is a big one. I think that falls in the category of like go for a walk, right? Um uh, doing like some mundane, simple task. I find myself doing that sometimes. I can tell you things that don't work, right? 100%. Drinking, <laughs> Drinking does not work. Does not Drinking work. may work. It's like lightning in a bottle. If you're like with good friends who are yes. also creative, but it's, I don't think it's like, go drink a bottle of wine and you'll feel better. It's like, no, yeah, no. Maybe you'll luck out and have a perfect conversation with somebody that'll inspire you. But mostly drinking just creates this cycle of, yeah guilt yeah, there's, there's, there's no creativity in drinking alone <laughs> but i think they're all very similar drinking like phone usage and social media usage oh yeah and yeah, and yeah. video games for me these are like three things 
that when I do them, I beat myself up. And that creates this cycle of blame, uh. of beating myself up. It's like, and it feels like, oh, if I guilt myself enough for my phone or video games or drinking, right. then I'll stop. But it becomes this kind of negative, ludic loop of attention, right? It's yeah. like, you'll never break it. You keep making yourself ba- feel bad. How are you going to make yourself feel better? By yeah. doing that same thing again. <laughs> you know? So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a big one here. And this is where we'll have our, our epic, our usual uh, battle over uh, plotter versus pantser thing. So oh, let's go. I, so I feel like I didn't, like I said, I, I definitely hit writer's block moments, but it kind of was in different shapes and forms. It wasn't like I was stuck on something for multiple days at a time. Um, and I think honestly, like having an outline of the story and the scenes and what I was going to be doing the next day kind of got me into like a, a motion of, of process. Mm. Of course, I went on tangents and changed things. Of course, you absolutely do that. Right. But knowing the next day, it's like, okay, I got to work on these, these next two scenes. It kind of like keeps the brain you know, focus. So you know where you're going. Um, yeah. So I don't know, for me, that helps. So I'll say a more naive Tim would argue with you right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. having gone through this process with you, <laughs> yeah. I think that is a wonderful point. And then if you continue to be stuck where you are, yeah. go write something else that you've planned further along in the story. It doesn't yeah. need to be linear. Write your conclusion, write your final scene, you know, yeah. yep. write some character descriptions, right? Like I think so often, sometimes we get stuck. I mean, you know, I was, I was stuck at the bridge. How many times have I been stuck at the bridge? If I went back and searched for bridge in the text message, between <laughs> us, we'd take up half our text messages. I have a not so metaphorical bridge to my act too. <laughs> and um, I've gotten stuck there because I just didn't know where the hell to go because I didn't plan properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, had I known, I, I could have jumped ahead you know, even if I didn't know how to get my characters out of that section, I knew where they were going. I could have just, had I had the confidence at the time and the planning, I could yeah. have just started writing those sections. And you if you wrote a section, it was maybe like a scene or two later, you'd be like, oh, I know how to get them out of there and how to get them here, you know, uh, yep. something would have triggered. Or you would have written something like, and then they pulled up in the blah, blah, blah car. And you're like, oh, well, they got to get a car. Okay, well, now I know what they need to do to get out of this bridge thing, you know. And the other thing, up, right, so. is it doesn't need to be perfect. I think my way out of it, that's true. Too. Was ham fisting it. And that's not a great way to do it. I wish I had more plotting. One of the reasons why my editing process has been so elongated is because I've had to go back and fix all these stupid choices, my character, at least at least the bad reasoning and bad motivation I used to get them to go where they were going. Yeah. I should have I would have rather that have just been blank <laughs> than, <laughs> than like yeah. going back and like fixing it. So yeah. here's something that I'll argue about. I think this might be a good a good point. <laughs> If you have mm-hmm. writer's block, do you think that there's some kind of romanticizing? Because if you have writer's block, mm. at least you know you're a writer. You're st- <laughs> you're starting to define yourself as the thing. Is it like, oh, I've got writer's block. I'm just going to sit here with my black coffee and smoke a filterless <laughs> cigarette with a beret on. Like people ask me, what did you do today? I was like, I had writer's block. As <laughs> <laughs> I take another puff of my... It's like the tortured artist, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so, my, my thoughts, you know, they're yes. just so heavy. Can I get a small cappuccino, please? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can get through the day. This writer's block. It's like kind of humble bragging, right? Oh, I've got yeah. writer's, writer's block. 
Uh, no, I don't feel that way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Got to go for a writer's walk. You know, that's what you yeah. need. Yeah, yeah. You go for a writer's walk, or you listen to writer's music, or you know, never had that feeling. If anything, I would feel more like annoyed and frustrated, being like, "Why can't I figure this out?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna power through this thing. I guess I mean in more of the description of like, oh yeah, the, what'd you do today? Oh, I had writer's block. Yeah, I'm no, so special. <laughs> I'm gifted, but the muses aren't speaking with to me right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're <laughs> they hung up on me. Uh, I mean, we joke about that, like, but I think back in like ancient Greece, there was like writer's block was considered at the time that like the muses you're not being spoke. The muses yeah. aren't speaking to me. You know, you're not yeah. being spoken to by you know otherworldly beings giving you inspiration. <sighs> nope, it's your own fault. Just work through it. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you were bottle yeah. fed as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or having some problems in the bedroom. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, it's like you get. If, I'm trying to think of like if when anyone asks me like, "Oh, what'd you do today?" If it's funny also because I tell someone like, Ugh. "I mean, it goes either way, right?" Someone asked me what I did today. I'm like, "Yeah, I just wrote two thousand words in my next <laughs> novel." It's like, it's such, like I hopefully I'm not saying it that way, but I'm sure it's coming out that way. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, no big deal. As I take another drag from my long cigarette, just wrote two thousand like, words of my uh, hundred thousand word novel. What do we? And I was being God today and building worlds and playing yes. with people's fates. You really don't know what it's like until you started creating people, right? <laughs> <laughs> the power, the sheer power I have, I, I could destroy them in the next chapter if I wanted to. <laughs> You're talking to like parents of like five kids, you know, you don't know what it's like until you yeah. make people. <laughs> create people in this <laughs> fictional world, you know, aren't you just a single guy? That's not the point. The point is I have thousands of children. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no, I think either way you go, you feel a little, uh, a little pretentious, I guess. Everything about writer's block, right? I think it's always temporary. Yeah. Because if it's not temporary, you're not a writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta work through it. <laughs> you're, you're something else. So yeah. I, I think it's almost good looking at it like, I don't know, not an injury, but it's something that you can kind of re rehabilitate from, yeah. you know, with like, you know, rest and ice. Yeah, and I think it's also okay to like just take a day off, you know, like don't, like you said earlier, don't push yourself. I purposely, you know, have built in days off and sometimes I'll move it around if I'm just not, you know, feeling it. Yeah. Or less just not feeling it. It's not necessarily writer's block. Like I know what I got to do, but I'm just not feeling it. I'll just take the day off and be like, you know what, let me, let me go drink somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let yeah. me just take the day off, you know, yeah, stay in, watch a movie or something. Before. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, I think, and I think burnout's kind of the other end of that, where it may yeah. eventually, like by breaking the habit, it may lead to writer's block. But initially, it's just, you know, you're working too hard. Yeah. And whereas I think procrastination and writer's block, they're on like the beginning of it. Yeah. You know? I don't think they're, those aren't necessarily caused by burnout per se. Or like, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, when you're burned out, you're just, you're just toast. And it's not like you're being yeah. lazy. It's just... Your, your your brain has been exhausted. Go recharge and come back the next day. But I will say, like, the more burnt out you are and the more time you take away from your routine, the more likely you are to get procrastinated as other things start to creep in. Because yeah. things do. New priorities, like, come in and they will seem just as important as the ones that you were doing three weeks ago. And I feel like if you jump further ahead or go back to rewrite something, if you're still blocked... Then it's just kind of one of those meditative practices. Then it's maybe yeah. free writing for a little bit. Just like yeah. do, you know, word association or just write, you know, the first thing stream of conscious that comes to mind. Go for yep. a while. Anything that can break that little fear loop that you're stuck in yeah. um, will help. 
So yeah, I don't know. What are you uh, watching, reading anything lately? I just saw Talk to Me, um, which is a A24 horror movie. Oh, yeah. Isn't it supposed to be um, really scary Ouija board type of thing or talking seance stuff or something? Is that that one or? Yeah, okay. that's I exactly heard, what it is. Yep. I heard it was pretty scary. It's awesome. Yeah, it okay. was really good. And um, same type of thing, you know, that like my complaints as always where like when you can see the beats, um, yeah. I, it makes me self-conscious because I'm like, hey, these beats are like mine. Well, all the beats are the same. Yeah, like they're yeah. the same for everything. So yeah. that's all to say that the story was it followed three act structure it had like 15 beats but it wasn't predictable mm-hmm. but what i loved about it and i liked its act three and i rarely don't is yep. that i didn't know where it was going and yet when it ended it couldn't have ended any other way and that's it, those are my favorite kind of stories right where you yep. don't predict it it surprises you and then in retrospect it's the best ending it could have been mm. um so i really really enjoyed it i would ur- urge folks to either go to the theater or to rent it when it's on video on demand in September. So it'll be a great little Halloween movie. It was very similar to It Follows. Okay. It's kind of like It Follows meets, I don't know, a possession movie like Evil Dead or The Exorcist. Okay. um, With an undercurrent of addiction. Hmm. Um, Which, of course, you know, I've got an addiction in mind. So I was like, oh, no, another addiction (laughs) story. Yeah. But it, it just handled it very, very well. So two two big dead thumbs up for nice. <laughs> talk to me. Um, it sounds like they're going to franchise it out a little bit. It's finding some success, but it's one of the better horror movies I've seen the past decade. Gonna, I think that's going to end up diluting it a bit. I don't know. I mean, uh, it depends. You know, the franchises, quote unquote, always get diluted when the main creatives kind of pass it off and they turn into producers. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the first feature for both the director and and writers. So if they stay involved, I would have faith that they could continue to tell a, a good story. But if they do franchise it and just sign on for paychecks, yeah, um, we'll just it'll probably just be you know rinse repeat the same movie same over thing. and over again. Yeah, yeah. And then reading, it's been slow. Um, getting a Tarantino book out of the library today, and I went back to that N.K. Jemison book based yep. on your suggestion. Yep. And uh, I read that a bit on my trip to Seattle. Mm. So I'm getting back into that. How about you? Where are you at? What are you what are you watching? What are you reading? I've been also slow in the reading. Um, a lot of shards here. So I finished that Shards of Honor book by Lois McMaster Bejold. It was fun sci-fi uh, book. I'll probably read more in that series. And I'm like halfway through Shards of Earth, which is an Adrian Tchaikovsky sci-fi. I read his other one, Children of Time, which I enjoyed, but it's, it's like it's pretty heavy sci-fi. So it's just like a lot of world building. I mean, there's like a the old glossary of all the species and stuff in the back. I'm like, oh my goodness, just give me a story. <laughs> Right here, um, like I'm halfway through, and like there's some scenes. I'm like, what am I? What is? Ha- I don't know who's who's who. What's going on? Uh, watching wise, um, I actually haven't been watching much. <laughs> watching like comedy specials. Any good ones? Yeah, <laughs> watching uh, Tom Segura. He's on Netflix. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. I watched. It, I it's weird. I feel like I watched part of one of his specials a long time ago, and I was like, meh. And I watched his newest one. And I was like, all right, this is pretty funny. I kind of like his delivery. I was like, yeah. oh, this feels like his like his humor and it's some of it's just really dumb. And I'm like, ah, this feels like jokes I'd be telling my friend. You know what I mean? So I went yeah, back and I watched like him. I went back and watched all of his specials. I was like, all right, he's he's pretty funny. I do uh, feel like he's stepped into the whole left by Louis. Like the like Yeah. Yeah. The kind of like at least socially accepted role that Louis fulfilled. I know yes. Louis's still releasing comedy and and still incredibly funny. 
but as far as things that you'll show your parents i feel like yeah yeah tom segura yeah and I'm, um, I, I mean they've done a great job branding themselves like segura and um his wife and mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of like podcasts and youtube yeah shows that they like they're just everywhere like yeah. they've learned how to kind of create their little niche yeah yeah like i went to go see shane gillis mm-hmm. um live a few weeks ago and he's kind of in that same like they guess on everybody's like on each other's podcast they've created this nice comedic closed ecosystem thing so yeah watch a bunch of his and then uh bill burr the old boston boston local some of his are good some of them are like really annoying sometimes he goes a little too long in some jokes i'm like all right let's move on did you move uh <laughs> do you see that youtube clip of him um it's years ago when he had hair um oh, geez. i think it was at like redwoods or red bank where he like had to do 10 minutes and he in philadelphia in philadelphia yeah, yeah. it was and he amazing rips the- <laughs> It was amazing. Rips on the crowd. It's yeah. so good. And he, he keeps counting down. He's just like, he's seven minutes to go. And he's just <laughs> ripping on everyone there. They're booing him. He's just ripping Because of how disrespectful they were to the previous comic, right? I think that's what it was. He, he did it for so long that like towards like the two, three minute mark, they started cheering him because it was just like, yeah. you know. <laughs> A repetition of. All right. I think that's our episode. I like it. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, what are we doing next time? We talked about doing a very special three-part deep dive into the beats again yeah because we did our beats episode and we'd gotten some positive feedback about how it was helpful and we blew through all of them in a pretty short (laughs) podcast so i think it'll make sense to do a deep dive maybe i think you would suggest breaking it into you know the three acts so yeah yeah it'd be good for me because i'll have have just been going through this this process again or, or complete that by then so I'll be all and I'll be finishing up, and... up my sixth draft and I can see where uh, I screwed up. Oh boy. Hey man, oh, I'm boy. doing great. You're doing not good. Gonna writers hey, block me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gas Rainbow, writers Rainbow block Shield. Them. Yeah, I'm not gonna gas writers block you. No, you're good. <laughs> Get out there. Get out there writing. So I'll be back. All right, that's our episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed it, know someone who might send along to him. Follow us on Instagram at writer syndrome books. Go there, check it out. We are on and, Twitter. Uh, I'm not calling it X. I refuse. Yeah, don't call it X. But uh, if you right. do get a moment, go to russcapasso.com or hostthebook.com. Uh, Russ has launched his first and best book. Ooh. Wow. Wait till you read the <laughs> second only one. book. Don't, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't you writers block me. <laughs> don't you writers block me. But you can get host the book by Russ Capasso on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or wherever books by cool guys with beards are sold that's right and you can find all our episodes uh and if you want to reach out um hit us up at writersyndrome.com